Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We got up early today with Wayne Healy. He's the CEO at Peninsula Energy, SX listed uranium junior with assets in Wyoming, US of A. He talks to us about the press release they put out last month with regards to needing to do further enhancement and optimization of the test work that they've been doing in the field. Uh, we also get his insight as a buyer with long-term contracts of other companies buying pounds in the market and what that's going to do in terms of mopping up mobile inventory, what it may do to price, will it retrench or not, and perhaps how the utilities are viewing all of this. So fascinating conversation, lots more discussed too on the macro front. If you want our thoughts and opinions on the conversation, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Uh, we can also find detailed company reports and analysis. We've got commentary from experts from around the world talking about a number of different companies and commodities, including our weekly uranium show now in its 51st week. Intelligent uh, insight there if you're interested in uranium. We've also got training courses on there to help you with your diligence process. We've got summaries of all of our interviews to save you some time because we know you're busy people. But uh, most interestingly, you may like to be uh, talking to and joining in with a thriving group of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, friendly and safe environment, free from judgment, trolling and abuse. If that sounds nice to you, go and join them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Wayne, how are you, sir? Great, Matt. It's nice to be back on your program. Well, thanks for coming back. I was keen to get you on because there's been a lot of companies going out and raising capital to go and buy pounds in the market, amongst other things. And you guys buy and sell pounds every day of the week. So uh, I'm intrigued to get your view on that. But first of all, how are you? Have you, are you, have you been jabs yet? I have. I've gotten my two jabs. Uh, I feel good going out into society. I don't feel like you know I'm going to die because I did so. It's it's a it's a strange that's new day. Nice. I feel good. Thank that's you. That's nice. I think that's what you need as a bare minimum every time you leave the house. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> every time you leave the house, you should feel good about it. Yeah. And and you know I'd encourage anybody who hasn't considered getting a vaccination to do so. It's really changed my outlook on. You know, I'm ready to go. I want. I want to go back out and engage with investors. I want to go back out and engage with with uh, utilities and you know fuel buyers and 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 do the business as it used to be uh, done. Good on you. I, I'm 50 percent of the way there. I, I had mine. I it floored me for about 48 hours, but uh, no, I'm, here I am. I'm sorry to hear that. My two went flawlessly, and and uh, you know, other than a little soreness in the arm from the needle. Um, just flawlessly. It's, it's not a competition, Wayne, but 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 you won. <laughs> but you won. No, I'm sorry to hear that, Matt. It, you know, it's <laughs> look, Ray, but it's okay. we better talk uranium. I, I'm much more comfortable with that. Um, well, like, like I say, I'm, I'm keen to have a conversation around what's been going on in the market. But why don't you give people, perhaps who haven't heard the story before, just that one minute overview, and I'll pick it up with some questions from there. Happy to do that. Thanks, Matt. Um, look, Peninsula is offering a unique opportunity for investment in the uranium space. We're a company that's a near-term producer, but we also have contracts, long-term contracts for the sale of uranium. So as you pointed out, uh, we're in the market on a, on a regular basis, uh, you know, buying and selling uranium uh, as needed to, you know, to work in a in our contracts. We have revenues um, that support our company on an ongoing basis. And we've recently announced uh, some information about that, which we could talk about. 
Um, you know, we also have uh, U.S. market exposure, which is really important. We're a U.S. producer. Our projects are in Wyoming. Uh, the Lance Project is our flagship property there. Um, and, you know, operationally, we've maintained a, a strong team. We have a very strong operational and technical team. Uh, we're continuing to do a field demonstration to prove up some some new approaches to mining um, in situ recovery here in the U.S., but, you know, for our project specifically. Uh, there's a lot going on at Peninsula. Uh, we have great opportunities. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll talk of talking of field work and, and, and pilot testing, et cetera. Um, you've had a bit of a setback recently, haven't you? That's what I read. Well, I, I think um, not so much. Um, look, uh, our project, our field demonstration was working, and, and we know it was working, um, but we knew we could do better. And, and you know, we shared an update, um, you know, that said, you know, here's some areas where we could do better. And we went, we went on from there. Uh, we've identified some solutions. We've implemented those solutions, and those solutions are yielding good results for us. We'll be back to the market with a further update on the field demonstration in the very near future. Okay, so you you feel that the, the the tweaks, the optimizations that you have made over the past few weeks are going to give you the results that you want? Yes, yes, um, they're already showing um, you know trends. We, we like we said, we knew we could do better. We found ways to improve upon what we were doing, and those those um, new new uh, changes, the alternative uh, approaches, are yielding good results. Okay, so it's not a setback. So it's part of the process that you're going through. You let us know what in the next. Well, when 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 can we expect some? Yeah, uh, you know, we're we're preparing some information. When it's when it's ready for release, we'll we'll share it. Uh, it's not too far off. Okay, okay, fine. I um, also noticed that you well, it was kind of why I called because I saw the I saw the headline. I'm like, well, why are you telling us this? Because um, we know that you have contracts. We know that you buy uranium in the marketplace and you've indicated previously that you would expect in 2021, six to eight million bucks um, of you know net cash margin contribution to the bottom line. So um, wh why did you put that announcement out? Is it just because everyone else was? Well, <laughs> no, no, actually, because because we went and and covered our deliveries for 2022. In the past, we'd shared information about having 2021 covered. Uh, we elected to go into the market while the price was right. You know, it's, it's significantly lower than our expected cost of production. Uh, it's the, you know, it's the way that we can benefit best from our assets, which are our contract book, you know, to, to purchase material in the market um, on the forward curve, if you will, uh, for future deliveries. And we just wanted the market to know that uh, we have done that, that, that we have secured uh, revenues of seven to $9 million for 2022. Um, I've, I've told you before, we're not a company that, that should need to go to the market uh, to keep the lights on. And, and this information, which we shared now that in 2021, we have uh, net revenues of six to $8 million. And in 2022, we have net revenues of seven to $9 million is the confirmation of that thought process. Okay, I mean, I noticed that, obviously, if I look into the market, so it's gonna be a bit of macro conversation here because I'm, I'm intrigued at your thoughts. You've been, you, you know, you've been in the industry a long time. You, you've got some good views 
on it. If I look at the equities for junior uranium stocks, you know, companies have seen doubling and trebling of price over the last four months with very little effort on their part. Nothing's really changed. Not a lot of exploration or development. The market's done the heavy lifting for you guys. Okay. But do you think that you as a company were affected by that announcement around the field results? Because you can't you came off a little bit. You've recovered also a little bit, but you definitely came off. Yeah, we th that announcement was um, you know not fully understood, and and yes, we need to uh, bring some additional information to market. Uh, we did come off following that announcement. Um, fair enough, and and we will uh, bring some clarity to the market in in the very near future. Okay, let's talk about one of the other things we should going around, and this is where your area of expertise is. It, it, it seems um, is. Some companies, we're talking about Denison initially, and then a bunch of kind of copycats and UEC in Boston. I think even Encore um, going out, raising some capital, mostly, predominantly for the purpose of buying pounds in the market. I think the market sentiment was, great, they're going to sweep up all of the mobile inventory that's out there, and it's going to drive the price up. Um, and this is the beginning of the, of, of the rally. So. What was your take on these, why these companies were doing it and what the effect is for them? Well, you know, some companies are, are further away from production than others. Um, and uh, their price, their share price is a proxy of the uh, price of uranium. So it makes very little difference if they're uh, invested in uranium and a proxy for the price of uranium or not invested in uranium and a proxy for the price of uranium. I think there were investors out there encouraging them to go take a physical position and drive the price higher. Um, and that happened. Uh, you know, earlier this year, we had very little demand in the market. Uh, the spot market was weak and it fell from 30 to the mid 20s, uh, $27 uh, dollar price range. Uh, the, the demand that these uh, producer developer companies have brought into the market uh, quickly sponged up uh, material up the material that was available in the in the 20s price range and it pushed the prices up into the 30 to 31 dollar price range you know depending on who you talk to today the price the spot price is about 31 dollars um, you know so what we did was uh, or what they did with with that buying was um, you know remove the the cheapest pounds. But there's, you know, there will be more pounds that come into the market as the price rises. Um, you know, we found that while we were trying to secure uh, material for um, for our long-term contract deliveries, uh, you know, that 2022 material that we just talked about, you know, material that was priced uncompetitively, you know, one day became competitive and available the next day. You know, the, the material was there at, uh, so let's just say, you know, material's there at $32. It's just that nobody's willing to pay it. So the spot price is what a person's willing to pay for material, not what a person's willing to sell material for. But you know the you know these utility buyers, you're dealing with them, you, you know, you, you, you buy and sell. That's what, part of what you do here. As I've said to you in the past, I, you know, I don't necessarily want to buy into arbitrage situation, I want to buy into a uranium producer. Um, but do you think those utilities will have looked at some of the companies who've raised this capital, who for the sole purpose of buying pounds in the market as, um, I'm not going to call it 
Well, it's a, li- a little bit. The banking term we use here is dumb money, basically sort of make, making us decisions or, or creating actions with, out of a situation which um, they don't really have much control. They've gone and raised the money. The expectation is you've got to go and buy pounds. And, you t- you know, and uh, they've gone and bought pounds, by the way, it seemingly quite easily and very quickly. Which, which, which is also, well, I say worryingly because I'm like, well, hang on, I thought that we were in a situation where there was a massive supply deficit. So two questions. One, why were they able to buy pounds so quickly and, and easily? And do you think that they perhaps have um, overpaid? Yeah. Do you think well, we can it, expect to see it come back down to 30 now that these, this... It, it's very easy to, to contemplate a retracement in the price when the, when the buying activity settles down and, and, and goes back to where we were in the earlier part of the years where there was very little uh, volume in the market. It could retrace, but it, it might not. And, and the reason why it might not and it shouldn't is because the material that was available at those lower prices has been removed from the market. Um, and it's put in the hands of, of folks who are aiming to make some money on the transaction in the future. Now, these guys didn't buy these pounds on speculation, assuming that they were going to sell them later at a loss. They assumed that because they're standing in, in their hands and, and they've had investor support to raise that money, that you know they can hold those pounds until the market's healthier. So you have to consider that pounds that were available at a lower pro, uh, price have been removed from the market for the time being. Well, I, I think they've been removed from the market for this intervening period, whilst these guys needed to spend their money and they were less price sensitive than perhaps a utility might be who's sitting there, well, I've got two and a half years worth of inventory here. I know how to go out and buy pounds in the market. I'll let these guys do their thing. I'll wait for the price to retrench and then maybe I'll keep popping in there for the you know some of these spot purchases i mean is, is there a little bit of that is it basic you know demand yeah, and supply yeah it, well it, you know it's going to be really easy to buy pounds i mean anybody with money can buy pounds and you know <laughs> okay it, there's a few other quality qualifications but you know if you have money and you want to go out and buy pounds there's pounds out there you know at or near the spot price that, that can be got and and now, the harder thing is to sell them at a profit. And that's one of the things that Peninsula is doing. You know, what's differentiating our buying recently from, from others is that we're buying them with a purpose. Uh, that purpose is to sell them later at a at what a price that we know is going to be um, higher than what we bought them at. You, you, you know or hope that they're going to be higher. You don't know when, but you've got contracts. You're in a different position. You've got contracts yes. at fixed we, prices. Long we know we have contracts. contracts at fixed prices. We do know exactly uh, that we will be selling these pounds. We purchased them with a purpose, and we know what that purpose is, and we know what we'll be selling them for. But do you agree or do you like the... Um, the positioning of some of these companies are going, look, we, we're going to raise capital from you, but there's good news. We're going to buy into an appreciating asset. The price will recover. It will be more than we pay now. So in in a way, it's it's not kind of cash on cash. It's not cash for equity. It's, it's cash in an investment, which has some, let's say, arbitrage component to it. Uh, do you think it was wise for, well, I, for Denison, I get, because they already store pants. They, 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 they do that for a living. They know what they're doing. Some of the other companies, not so much. It's not what they've done, not what they do. But as I said to you earlier, it seemed very easy for them to go and buy pounds in the market at a price. I think maybe a slight 
you know, slightly less price sensitive yeah. than, than most. Um, did it, do you think that it makes sense for more companies to maybe try doing this too? Can you see more people yeah. doing it? Look, you know, the, con- the consensus view is that, that the uranium price today is, is too low and it has to go up. They're taking a, they're taking a position on that view. Um, you and I have just been discussing that that's not necessarily so. The price can retreat and, and investors can lose money just as easily as they can make money on that play. Um, and um, there are short physical, there are physical uranium funds that fill that role in the market. Uh, do we have to have producers filling that role too? Um, you know, I don't, I don't foresee Peninsula moving into that um, role, um, you know, but we may, who knows? Uh, I don't foresee it. Um, I think that's good for some and, and, and others don't, don't really need to have that exposure to hold physical uranium. Um, you know, if an investor came to me and said, I got, you know, $20 million and I'd like you to buy some uranium with it, you know, we'll have to decide if we want to issue additional equity to do so. You know, it's it's not an easy choice because it's a bet on the market's direction. And, you know, I think we all agree. I, the consensus view is a very strong one. And it, and, it, and, it should, and it's very well thought out that the price of uranium should go up. Um, but there are risks. There are risks. But with people like UPC and Yellow Cake, in fact, Yellow Cake obviously taking up their option with, with the Kazatom uh, Prom recently, I mean, left it to the last moment, but they were able to raise the capital and, and go back. Why aren't they doing more of that? Why aren't they driving this? I mean, I, I, I guess they don't necessarily want the, the, the exposure themselves, but they could go and buy more pounds in the market. That's right. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why. Uh, that's not that's not in my realm. I think you're going to have to address that with them, Matt, someday. I will address it with them someday if if, if they'll come back on. Um, okay, okay. It, but it, it's definitely interesting interesting times from that perspective. I I, I think um, people expected more to change, more to happen. They expected utilities to get nervous and start buying themselves. But is that your expectation? What what do you know with it? What can no, you tell us? My, my thinking on, on the utilities is yes, they have, they have their needs covered for the near term. And um, I think they're finding more favor with the midterm market now than, than you, know, they, you know, they know that they can pick up material at the spot market at this price. They, you know, the price is there for them and at their choosing any time. Um, you know, a significant amount of buying in the spot market will push the spot market price up. We just saw that happen. It wasn't the utilities, um, you know, but the utilities in a, in a rising price market are more likely to take a step back. Um, and I think the next move by the utilities is, is to use the midterm market, you know, the three to five years out to fill um, future needs. So the midterm market tends to be um, spot price escalated. Uh, you know, so uh, that's where that's where we'll see the pricing action when the utilities come back to the market. I think they're favoring the midterm market over the longer term market. So it's really good to have some long term contracts that are not falling off in the near term. Um, 
you know, that's it. Uh, the utilities have a lot of options. They can play in the spot. They can play in the mid. They can play in the long term. And and they're making good decisions. Um, you know, security of supply is an issue. It's a concern. Uh, but as long as material is available at, you know, known prices, um, it's not a huge concern for them. So, you know. Do you think the buying behavior of utilities will have changed? We've seen in the past that most they, they like term contracts and need certainty of, around pricing, but they like that in a rising market, in a fast rising market. In a volatile situation like we've, 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 we've seen over the, you know, because we got up to, what did we get, 34 and a half bucks, I think, before Christmas, um, and we've seen a bit of, bit of movement. Um, do you think that they will change their buying behavior in the short term and stick with spot because they're able to sort of clean up and buy at prices which are very attractive to them? Yeah, and, and don't be fooled. You know, $30 is still a very attractive price. Um, so they can. Uh, you know, it's better than the, the, the term price, which is $36.5, $37, right? You know, thirty dollars is a lot better, and and yeah, as long as you could pick up material at spot, um, you know, discretionarily, that's decent strategy. Uh, but at the end of the day, it is true. Um, the utilities are going to look for you uh, reliable suppliers, reliable producers. Um, in my career, I've never had a utility come to me and say, "How much inventory do you have to sell to me in a long-term contract?" You know, that's, that doesn't happen. Um, you know, they want to know how much will you be able to produce for it because they know that ultimately production um, uh, drives supply availability and, and you have to have uh, an equal amount of production to demand. Um, right now, this is an inventory driven market and not a production-driven market, but I think we'll see this market shift from, from where we are today to a production-driven market uh, over time. Okay, but famously, John Borshoff with Paladin back in the day when life was good was spot, I'm gonna be a spot guy. And that was ultimately contributory towards the downfall because they didn't have those prices fixed or baked in uh, to, the, to their economics. So, um, so there, there is a, and I respect John, I think he's he's called the market, knows the market, he's, he's, extremely uh, solid individual and someone that you should listen to, but that was perhaps a moment that he got wrong. So there is an intellectual exercise or an intellectual um, hypothesis that says that maybe this spot line could continue perhaps longer than we need and, and possibly still, if, 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 and if people get used to it, maybe institutions can get used to it, maybe institutions will fund projects without these long-term contracts, as long as there's a sort of established um, buying process, route to market, which, you know, certainly when we were involved in banking, there's no way we'd do it without some long-term contracts in place for, you know, certain volumes, right? But could you ever imagine or countenance a, a scenario where perhaps the market does adjust in the way that maybe utilities are looking at the market now? It's going to be difficult to keep the human capital side of the mining um, uh, along because the mining companies need the long-term contracts um, to secure capital. Um, the producers need that. Um, and, and we've been in a, a prolonged uh, down market where um, the spot price and the midterm pricing um, is not match the, the cost of production. 
Um, so, you know, something's got to give, um, you know, either, either the miners go away and, you know, you're left with uh, just a, a, a small handful of choices of suppliers or, um, you know, or you support a, 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 a better priced market um, and long-term contracting to ensure a diversity of supply. Okay. And the reason I asked the question like that is because, you know, I think there are people with a view that, a, you know, spot price is, is here to stay for a little bit longer and it's not moving at the rate that it needs to um, and that perhaps companies could get finance without long-term contracts, term contracts. Um, you would argue that's absolutely cannot happen. No one's going to fund a company on the basis of what's happening in the spot market at the moment, because if we look back at the spot market over the last few years, there's, there's, there's no there's no positive trend which says that the recovery will be there at the levels that are going to be needed to be able to make money for the economics to start up. And I think that's what that's what's interesting about today's market is that, like, if you go to a conventional you know debt market to to get financing, you definitely need long term contracts. But there's definitely also a lot of investor enthusiasm for the junior uranium mining space right now, and uh, the the junior uranium miners who are using physical uranium um, as a an investment thesis today are raising the capital that that they may need in the future to to finance their projects to build their projects but they're storing that cash that asset in physical uranium and there's risk with that you know we'll find out in the long term you know if if they'll be rewarded for that or not i can't say but i would i would hope that the market thesis that the price of uranium has to go up is correct yeah yeah, I guess that's I guess that's the the bit that most commentators are unsure of. Just the, just the timing timing of this, which suggests that the longer it runs like this, the the quicker the kind of accelerated rate at which it does recover, it will go very sharp when it goes. Um, to your point, there's a lot of people looking at the uranium space at the moment, and and we're speaking to a few CEOs this week who've got the view that some of the less patient investors, if they see this spot price trend carrying on this year, will get bored and move on to other things, in which case we could expect to see a retrenchment in uranium equities too. Um, what, what, what's your thought on that? It's possible, yeah. Um, uranium is a long, long cycle commodity. We've had a long down cycle and we're due for an up cycle. Uh, last year there was you know, the, the return of enthusiasm to the uranium space, really, particularly in the fourth quarter, but, but the second half and moving forward, there's been some long-term uranium bulls who've supported us, you know, for a lo much longer period of time. Um, and there's absolutely a, a, a much larger audience of general investors with their eye on uranium today because of the potential for uranium to pick up and move. It's pushed the equities far faster and far higher than, than the price should suggest. Um, and so, yeah, um, I don't know how long that money will hang on. The uranium thesis isn't going to go away. The price of uranium does need to go up for producers to come back into production and, and to generate sufficient supply for the long-term demand in the market. 
um, you know, as long as we're supplied deficit, um, you know, producing less than we're consuming, uh, we're moving towards that day every time, every day. Okay. Well, look, I'm, let, let's finish on, on this because I want to come. I want to come back to what you guys are doing. I mean, so remind me, capex, how many pounds? Because the, the, where I want to go is U.S. uranium reserve. You're in the you're you're a U.S. asset uh, that still hasn't been resolved. So remind us again. So what your what your startup capex is, timing, how many pounds? Right. Well, thanks for asking about that. Um, Peninsula is in a good position with startup capital and and with t- startup timing. You know, we're we're at a point where we will make an investment decision uh, to return our project to to uh, production. And when we do, we're faced with a six million dollar investment in converting our project from the alkaline in situ recovery uh, facility that it is to an in, a low pH in situ recovery facility that we uh, inspire to have. We want to do that because we know that we'll generate lower operating costs and higher productivity rates using the low pH method. It is the best way to produce uranium globally. It generates the lowest costs and we're going there as a company. So $6 million to do that in about six months of time from that investment decision to uh, to put the project back into production. Um, those numbers haven't changed in a long time for us. We've been looking at them. We've done a lot of testing, uh, but we continue to come to those numbers. They're still good. Uh, we will invest in some new well fields uh, we'll, you know, to sustain our production rate into the future and bring it up to our full capacity at the facility. Uh, we're looking at another 12 to $15 million of, of new well field investment. So to be fair, you know, we can start production for $6 million, uh, but, but we will look for a little additional capital to invest before we have production returns that we can sell. So, so some capital to sustain us, to, to, to bring new units into the mine and, and to improve our, uh, to bring our production to capacity, you're probably looking at $20 million total. And so how many pounds are we talking about? Uh, well, a, a typical new well field is going to carry one to one and a half million pounds, and our production rate uh, at our facility is about a million pounds a year when we're at capacity, 1.1 million pounds per year. So, you know, we'll look to build some new well fields. Uh, we have a 52 million pound uh, total resource at the project. It's not a def- deficiency of pounds. We just need to, you know, build new well fields and and address them and and get. Um, you know, get moving in the in the production scenario. Okay, and so what are you hearing about the US uh, uranium reserve fund? Because it looks like there's not been much movement in that. Well, you know, really to the public side, there hasn't been much uh, movement in it. Uh, but the U.S. government is still very supportive of nuclear energy. We're hearing good things from the Biden administration about their support for nuclear as a part of a clean and green energy economy. Um, there also is great support uh, in in the Biden administration and throughout the government for um, reestablishing the U.S. infrastructure to produce critical minerals, of which uranium is one of. So last year, when we had the $75 million dollars uh, funding approved for the uranium reserve, that put the uh, onus on to the Department of Energy uh, to establish that program. They're working to establish that program. Of course, the change of administration at the beginning of this year 
meant that there was some leadership uh, voids. There, there, you know, there was some time needed to refill the leadership positions in the various departments before those moved forward. And that really explains why not much has happened in the first quarter of this year. But the program is alive and well. The program will happen and, and we will see the uh, Department of Energy moving forward with establishing the buying program to, to bring the, the uranium reserve to reality. And I think that, you know, there's still a, a very good understanding that while the first year funding was $75 million, um, that future funding should be on the order of $150 million a year. So more uranium purchasing in the future uh, at, at a higher level um, uh, to get um, support for the production of uranium, to maintain the infrastructure uh, in the United States of production, conversion, and enrichment of uranium. Okay. I mean, we talked in the past about this sort of um, scant amount of detail around how that could work and you know how the numbers actually play out. But you, as an ASX uh, company with your U.S.-based asset, would be looking to insert yourself into whatever uh, shape or form that manifests itself. Absolutely. Um, you know, we have contracts, um, but we certainly are always seeking more contracts to, to in increase our production profile and opportunities to sell um, uranium at, at appropriate prices. We believe the U.S. government uh, uranium reserve will provide that opportunity for us. We're certainly qualified as a U.S. focused uranium producer uh, to participate in that program. And you know, to the fullest extent that we can, uh, you know, we will participate. Okay, brilliant. Wayne, look, appreciate the catch up today. And also thank you very much for the insight around, you know, how the market's working with regards to um, buying of these new pounds by these new players uh, in the buying space. Um, stay in touch. Let us know how you get on with the uh, results. And uh, we should expect to see those in the next few weeks. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, we're, we're working on uh, preparing some information for the public um, you know, that, that will, um, I think, uh, come as a relief, come as a, come as, as an improved understanding of why does a company do a test? How do they learn? How do they respond? How good are you at that stuff? Uh, we're working there. Um, and, and you'll see the release uh, in the coming weeks. Um, so look forward to maybe visiting with you again soon. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.